Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Because Brian can't remember a damn thing. Maybe someone thing. is telling me on Twitter. Maybe they're helping me. Let Coming me up in an hour, we're going to have the fourth two-time Super Bowl champion on our show this week. There's been four of them. Brian can't remember two of them. He knows Terrell Davis is today. He knew that Justin Tuck happened this week. He was in studio with us. Yes. There's two other guys. This week? This week who won two Super Bowls that were on with us. And you can't remember either one of them. Hmm. Hassan Abu Bakr. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't him Hassan Abu Bakr? No, no, no. Man, that dude has some muscles. Wow. You think Justin Tuck was built. Do you give up already? I do. All right. I'm serious. I can't recall. Christian Fourier. Oh, Christian. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And Howard Griffin. Oh, Griff. Damn. That's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. Because you know both those guys pretty well. Yeah, both those are my boys. Yeah. Even though Christian was lying his ass off trying to protect the Red Sox. He was, but he still won two Super Bowls. Damn. And he was on the show. That's sad. That is sad that you didn't remember either one of those guys. Media icon. Brian he didn't say he said media icon. He didn't say memory icon. Yeah, that, that <laughs> media is media icon. That is true. Uh, you're a little distracted right now because you wanted to spit in the face of the no parking sign this morning. Uh, I took the smart way out and decided to move my car. You decided to leave your car there. Well, I saw you parked there, and then I said, "Well, gee, can do it. I can do it." But then you saw me move. I didn't see you move. Yes, you did because we I had a conversation you about it. that. Was you? You're, you're, yeah, you're oh. lying about this now. <laughs> Like Christian Fourier. So <laughs> you saw me move the car, and you decided not to move the car. And now you're in a panic. You're trying to see if the car's still there. Well, I told our boy, security extraordinaire, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Cooper? What's his name? Cooper? Cooper. <laughs> no, I don't know what the hell his name is because I can't understand anything he says. Coop and Calhoun. C and C. Two C and Cs. Uh, I told Coop, hey, man, let me know if they try to tow my car. Stop it. Yeah. I said, I'm CBS Sports Radio. CBS Radio? CBS Sports Radio. CBS Radio. <laughs> no, my father, CBS Sports Radio. Tenth floor. It's amazing that this man went on a job interview. <laughs> and got it. <laughs> and someone said, you know what? Your communication skills suffice for this. So now uh, Mikey B is scrambling to try to get this guy on the phone. I'm just going to go down there and have him call up to to you guys. Okay. All right. Because we need Good to know what that because Because <laughs> Brian needs to know about it. Peek his out car. the door, man. Make sure the vehicle's there. Yeah. And and just we got to make sure that, that this coupe understands your instructions. Because I could see him looking at the car being towed and being like, oh, damn, so a car getting towed. <laughs> and, and not realizing... That you told him to tell you if a car gets towed. So we'll see if we can get Coop on the line. Uh, in the meantime, big weekend of college football. You got Auburn and Clemson. You've got Oklahoma, Ohio State. A little bit of drama, though, out there amongst coaches. How about Urban Meyer getting 
really upset, and I'm confident in saying that he sounded really annoyed, but rather. I shouldn't say upset. Really annoyed yeah. by comments that you got really annoyed at yep. from Tom Herman. Yeah. So the comment from Herman was that you can't just sprinkle some fairy dust on this team and think that we've arrived. So you hated that because you knew that that wasn't going to happen, but they also got pushed around and then you gave up right. 51 points. Right. So Urban Meyer said that he's tired of hearing first-year coaches complain about the players they inherit, saying it drives him, quote, insane. Yes. He goes, it's like a new generation of excuse. Tom Herman said, I can't rub pixie dust on this thing, and he got a dose of reality. Maryland just scored 51 points on you. So... I found that very interesting that Urban Meyer would take that much of an interest and have a comment on another head coach um, after one game and something that he said in the postgame. Especially a coach that was his offensive coordinator and assisted him in winning a national title. Yep. It's uh, his and, guy. But he was he was spot on. Uh, you you signed the deal, as Urban Meyer said, so you now own this football team. You've had nine months to put your stamp on this team. That doesn't – mean you're going to have a 12-0 and season, but you've had nine months to change the mentality. And what has been occurring uh, there at UT is you've had Coach Herman, it, it, it seemed to me that any chance he gets, he takes a dig at the previous staff, meaning Charlie Strong, who's now at USF. Well, we've had to change this, and we've had to change that. and We've had to teach these kids how to pee. Really? No, you have not. It's not like. Charlie Strong left you a bunch of bad apples. He left you some kids that now really have talent, unlike what he inherited. And and he didn't go around bad-mouthing Mac Brown because of what he inherited, the number of guys he had to kick off the team. He had to retool that that uh, whole roster and, and, and lean on freshmen and redshirt freshmen because he had given up on the upperclassmen who he didn't recruit. So – for you to come in and now say, well, we've had to overhaul this and that, and they were used to losing. and, and I mean, it was just it was too much. And, and now that culminates in the, the comments of sprinkling the fairy dust. Well, no one expects you to come in and sprinkle fairy dust and, and go 12-0. and 0. But they also didn't expect you to have a team that was going to be pushed around in the manner in which they were pushed around. So uh, I, I was glad to see Coach Meyer echo my sentiments and other people's sentiments, surprised that he named names. All right, we're going to get back to the story in a second, but I know that this is very important to you. So we have gotten the security guard downstairs, Coop, who is in charge of watching mm-hmm. your car to make sure it's not going to get towed out of the no-parking zone. He is on the phone right now. Okay, uh, Coop, it's Greg and Brian upstairs. How you doing this morning, man? Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's my car doing? Fine. Oh, okay, good. All right. We're looking, we're looking out for you. You looking out for me? Yeah. All right. You know which car is mine, the white one? Yeah, I know which one you on. All right, you know which one you You come in every morning, fly man. I come in what? <laughs> I call you fly man. Fly man? Why is that? Because you the man. That's why. Oh, because oh, wow. I'm fly. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> Koopa, when does your shift end? You're going to be here until at least 9 o'clock? No, I get off at 8. Oh, okay. So are you going to be able to tell the next person that comes in to do the same thing? Yes. Okay, all right, good. All right, Where, where's your boy uh, Calhoun? Right here, you want to speak to him? No, yeah, no, no, put, yeah, put Calhoun. Oh, you want to speak to Calhoun, too? Put, yeah, put Calhoun oh, on okay. the phone. Okay, yeah. hold on. All right. Yeah. Calhoun. <laughs> hold on, man. Hold on, man. 
He's a hold on a second. He right next to you. How long you got to hold on? I say right next to you. Is how long you got to hold on? What? We just. Is that English? Well, you, well, your car didn't get towed this morning. Thank I, God. I know. You're going to look your out for it. Your car didn't get towed this morning. You, you, you would tackle the person that was trying to tow it, right? No. I was going to um, make sure, you know, make sure you look out for me. Buy me a cup of coffee once in a while. Bring you a cup of coffee. Okay. What do you want in your coffee? So Starbucks. I said, what do you want in your coffee? <laughs> what I want in? Record coffee. <laughs> All right. All right. We, we got you, Coop. Is is Calhoun there? Yeah, Calhoun's here. Well, let us speak to him. Calhoun, you want to speak to you just a minute? <laughs> oh, he sent a, he sent an email to um, somebody who went offline on the billing. All right, all right. Oh, okay, all right. thanks, Coop. All right, Coop, you keep, watch that car. You Coop, keep right? watching the car. I got you some coffee. Oh, uh, here, oh here Calhoun, <laughs> what's happening? Everything's great. <laughs> great, good man. I just wanted to make sure you your boy Coop was. Paying attention to my vehicle outside. I didn't want to be towed. Yeah, he, he did a fine job, man. He spent almost five minutes out there watching the car. I wonder, I said, what, what's he doing out there? I said, cool, what's going on? He said, well, he did that job for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sweet. Sounds, sounds good, Calhoun. Yeah. All right, man. You Who do you like uh, in the NFL this week? You got a you gotta pick? You think the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys? Oh, sure they're going to beat them. Okay. We have them 3-1. All right. All right, very good. That's Calhoun and Coop. We appreciate it. Guys, you feel better now? Yes. You got those two guys. I got those two, and they would scare any <laughs> tow truck guy away because he wouldn't know what the hell they were saying. All right, okay, I won't tow it. Just stop talking to me. Coop and Calhoun. See, Britt McHenry should have taken that tack. She should have hired oh, those two. Seriously. Yeah, instead of the other route she, she took. You know what we need to do is we should add Coop and Calhoun to our picks this year to see if they can mm-hmm. beat us. So it'll be me against you, of course. We'll have that. But then also add Coop and Calhoun. They pick three NFL games every week, too. You think they follow NFL? Well, this that would make it even better. Okay. And they'd probably end up winning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Coop and Calhoun. All right. All right? All right. Mikey B, you're in charge of that. Yeah, get their picks every week. Knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah. I try to walk as fast as I can coming into the building because I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I mean it. I barely pay attention. I can't. I just can't. You know, I don't have time for anything, anything in the morning, but getting ready for the show. All right. So the Urban Meyer, Tom Herman thing, not the only coaching drama that happened. The other one, a former coach and a current colleague of yours yeah. and Mark Richt down in Miami, a little bit of a spat between the two of them as Rick Neuheisel on... ESPN U Radio, on, which is now part of Sirius XM, on yeah Sirius yeah. XM, he said that I'm not saying that in regards to Miami canceling the game against Arkansas State, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being safe. New Heisel said, but FAU is traveling to Wisconsin this week. FIU changed their home game with Alcorn right. State to travel to Birmingham and play. South Florida is traveling to Connecticut to play. Central Florida is playing on Friday night, and Florida moved their game up to play Northern Colorado at noon, Neuheisel said. I get it, but this is suspicious. You don't want to play the game, and they're not making it up. Just to say you're not playing, especially when it's not in Miami, if the Dolphins were on the road this week, they'd be playing in the NFL. I understand safety. I'm going to defer to the calmer and wiser heads that know the path of Irma. But this, to me, looked like you didn't want to play the game. <laughs> End quote. Yeah. Mark Richt went to Twitter, and he said, 
To set the record straight, we have not practiced since Tuesday, and we won't till everyone gets back in town after this, all caps, Category 5 hurricane. We haven't met as a team or a staff. The safety of our players and staff and the ability for them to be with the family is our priority. Very sad. He went Trump with this one. Very sad. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. He is sad. Sad. <laughs> Very sad to read some of the comments of some football fans and some members of the media believing we had some other motive. You, family. So, which side are you on? Now, Rick made these comments prior to all the other schools there canceling their games, and I whether they had canceled them or not. Why in the hell would Miami be afraid of, of of Arkansas State? Because Arkansas State just played Nebraska fairly close. Uh, the quarterback threw for over 400 yards in that game versus Nebraska in Lincoln. Why the hell would they be afraid of Arkansas State? They are a team that's just outside the top ten. They are a team that a lot of people see trending upwards. They're, I, I got them as a sleeper to win the ACC. Why would they be afraid of the Red Wolves? They have no reason to be afraid of the Red Wolves. <laughs> Mark Rick has played some played some in some of the biggest games when he was at Georgia in the SEC. Uh, this makes no sense. This is nonsensical, Rick. Yeah, they're not afraid. Yeah. Why would they what? be afraid? The half the damn team lives in Liberty City. <laughs> they're not afraid of some folks in Arkansas. Why would you be afraid of the Red Wolves? Why? He said it best. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a good football team or a solid football team, but Miami's not afraid of them. Well, I'm surprised that Miami was even going to Arkansas to take them on. You would think the Red Wolves would be coming to Miami. You know, I mean, if anything, it makes it easier to say, okay, this is a game we don't need to play. Right. I mean, they're not afraid of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, all right, we got to put this ahead of that. And it's surprising to me that it's Rick Neuheisel saying this because this is a guy who understands the logistics of running a program. Because it's not just, and they haven't practiced they're dealing with everything else. They're trying to get out of there. There's family. He's got a gazillion players to worry about, the facility. I mean, they're right in the path of this unprecedented storm. Yeah. you got to worry about that stuff. Right. So, yeah. And, and it's, it's odd to me because Rick's really, really smart, and he's not someone who just tosses stuff out there to get controversial comments out there. He said this because... I think he believes it, and I'm surprised that he believes it. And I don't know if he's got a history with Rick or something, but this was an odd one, and and I'm kind of yeah. happy that Mark Rick responded too and said, "Come on, right? This yeah, we're just outside the top two. We're not afraid to go take on Arkansas State, really. Yeah, I mean, we're right in the path to this damn thing. All right, coming up next, hate mail to Kevin Sumlin that is oh. disgusting, <laughs> and more. No, on. we're post racial, dude. Yeah, of course, and we are. Also going to talk about some of these big games. Get you ready for a huge weekend in college football. Don't forget Terrell Davis in 45 minutes as well on the show. Keep it right here. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Like, what is Coop going to do if an NYPD tow truck comes? <laughs> uh, he's going to start talking. And he's going to yeah. like, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. That's how you, uh, we're going to leave the car alone. No, that's not what's going to happen. Please, Coop. Oh, you the man Because you the man I call you fly man Because you the man Oh, you the man man. My guardian angel Coop keeping the car safe Mm -hmm. Oh, man Oh, it's sunny outside now I I always always forget that that. (laughs) I was like, damn When we're we're up here It's an odd thing 
Uh, okay, uh, Andrew Bogish is with us. He's got a sports update. Um, but we first need to make sure that all the racing fans know what's going on. The yeah. road ahead is brought to you by Advanced Auto Parts. This weekend's race is at Richmond Raceway for the Federated Auto Parts 400. Yeah, right. <laughs> One more time, Pete. Come on. One more time for good luck. Pete, come on. Hit it. One more. Nobody can hear you when you whisper like that. By the, way. <laughs> the, the listeners have no chance of hearing you. That feels so good, America. And nobody, no, the stuff he's saying can't be heard. Just read the damn, who you like in the race. I'm in a state of phantasmagoria. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You can't rush ecstasy, okay? The road ahead is brought to you by Advanced Auto Parts. This weekend's race is at Richmond Raceway for the Federated Auto Parts 400. Mm. Richmond Raceway, short track racing, D-shaped track there in Virginia. It's going to be fun. It's a what? (laughs) D-shaped. How's that? D-shaped track. In Virginia. <laughs> Finish the read, will ya? Why is why is it so hard for you? Because <laughs> it makes you so angry. Hold on, I got you covered. That's what a D-shaped track looks like. <laughs> Stop! Try and finish the read, man. It's got a tough couple turns at the bottom. (laughs) Who do I think will win at the D-shaped track? Joey Logano. That's your guy. Denny Hamlin. My man, Matt Kenza. There you go. I like it when you throw Logano in there for me. I know you do. Makes me feel I got, good. I got it right last week. Who did I pick? Whoever I picked won last week. <laughs> oh, you do this every yeah. week. Every week I got it right. You don't remember who it was. And then everybody believes you because nobody's there to check it because nobody remembers, including you. Oh, you the man. Advance Auto Parts introduces speed perks. Spend $100. You get $20 off your next qualified purchase. No cards to carry. No points to keep track of. No nonsense. I'm telling you, I won last week okay. at Darlington. I believe you, all right, because you are good at those prognostications. <laughs> when you're picking five names, increasing your chances. Three names. I That's thought the Pats or the Chiefs were going to win last night, so boom. <laughs> you're a hater, dude. You know so that? it was. You know uh, Jackie Robinson. Or Mariano Rivera. <laughs> or so Mario. Mario Rivera. <laughs> <Or Chusky>. <laughs> <laughs> So it was almost 14 nothing. then it was 17-7, then the Patriots got outscored 35-10 over the final 33 minutes of opening night in Foxborough. Alex Smith led five touchdown drives over Casey's final nine possessions before running out the 42-27 victory, then <laughs> pretended like he didn't care. I think opening days in general, um, you know, there's so much emotion, there's so much buildup anticipation that sometimes you forget that it's just one of 16. Smith threw for 368 yards and four touchdowns. Rookie Kareem Hunt ran for 148 and caught for 98 with three scores. 
to give the Pats their first loss at Gillette when they led at halftime. But it wasn't all good news for Andy Reid's Chiefs. All-Pro safety Eric Berry may have suffered a torn Achilles. I don't think that's positive here. I, but, I, you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see what the MRI shows. Patriots linebacker Dante Hightower injured a knee. Wideout Danny Amendola suffered a concussion. The NFL is reportedly suspending free agent kicker Josh Brown in additional six games for domestic violence involving his now ex-wife. Brown was initially suspended one game when he was a giant, but the league reopened its investigation after the King County Washington Sheriff released new documents in the case back in October. Not even Clayton Kershaw can get the Dodgers right, allowing a three-run home in the first to Nolan Arenado, manager Dave Roberts, and had to pull Kershaw in the fourth. When he took the mound today, we expected to win. And even after that first inning, I, I felt that we would, we'd have a chance to get to Gray, but... He was pretty good tonight. The Rockies won 9-1. John Gray allowed just that one run over six. The Dodgers have dropped seven straight and 12 of 13. Cleveland's win streak is 15 after rolling the White Sox 11-2. The NBA said to be considering changing the lottery to make it less beneficial to tank. It would be harder to get the number one pick for the worst teams. The better ones in the lottery would have a better chance of moving up. The competition committee expected to vote next week on sending a proposal to the Board of Governors. This would take effect with the 2019 draft. Florida State has canceled tomorrow's game with Louisiana Monroe after initially moving up kickoff because of Hurricane Irma. And Sloan Stevens with a three-set win over Venus Williams. Then Madison Keys knocked off Coco Vandeweghe in straight sets. In the U.S. Open women's semifinals last night, Stevens and Keys in a slam final for the first time in their career. They'll play tomorrow afternoon. Guys? All right, Pogish, thanks. We talked about Kevin Sumlin and the member of the Board of Regents at Texas A&M. Mr. Busby. Busby with the Facebook yeah. post. Uh, we wanted him out. I didn't want to do this, but I had to. Yeah, well, it got worse from there. And Charlene Sumlin, Kevin's wife, posted some hate mail on Twitter. And the hate mail read, you suck as a coach, you're an N-word and can't win, please get lost or else. Mm. And, of course, naturally the first thing that you go to is the or else because that right there is a threat. I mean, this isn't just uh, a letter that to make someone feel bad. I mean, now it's a threatening thing and has to be dealt with in that manner. But to show this person's mentality, which clearly is 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 one of ignorance and insanity and disgusting personality, but you're an N-word and can't win. It's like almost like, well, if you did win and you were still an N-word, like right. I'd be able to deal with that. But yeah. you can't win and you're also an N-word, so this really is unacceptable right. for me. So, uh, yeah, we'll tolerate black as long as you can help keep my money and my team in the black. How right. about that? But if you're not, then yeah. this is really, really you're, bad. You're even worse. Uh, and, and, yeah, welcome to America. Post-racial, right? And, and the coward, put your name on it, you coward. Show us who you are. But he's not going to do that or she's not going to do that. And then to threaten the man, uh, just ridiculous. I'm glad she posted it. Uh, it's stupid and it's dumb, but it's the world we live in, and I'm not surprised. And I, I, I won't be surprised if, if she gets more of it or coach gets more of it. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, because, I mean, this is what you almost come to expect. And and to see someone directly affected by it and to, to post it and say, and to the sender, did it occur to you that a child may open it? I mean, it, it probably did, and they probably were rooting for that. Because right. what, whatever the worst possible outcome for the Sumlin family was, 
the, was the cause of this letter is what the person who wrote it wanted. So, Do you think they're worried about his children seeing that? No, they couldn't care less about his children seeing that because they probably, they, not probably, they assign that same uh, epithet to his children. Yeah. So they don't give a damn about his children seeing that. Did you see the Jason Whitlock tweet? Yeah. Ah, this dude, Steven. <laughs> I mean, he just doesn't get it. So uh, it was un- a, it was a skit that yeah. was supposed to run on his show on Fox Sports One, and the dude remember Kid and Play the yeah. rap group Kid and Play yeah so the guy who played Kid and Kid or was Kid in Kid and Play is dressed up as Colin Kaepernick, and he's wearing a a black glove raising a fist. He's got a Kaepernick jersey on. He's wearing a fake afro and beard. And Jason Whitlock is standing next to him with an apron holding a football. And Jason Whitlock says, great to have Cap stop by the studio today. And the skit after this tweet went out was canned. Shannon Sharp went nuts, who also works for Fox Sports 1. Don Cheadle, who was there to fight with you, went nuts. I mean, it's just... I mean, I don't know what he's trying to prove, Jason Whitlock. I know you've had a big problem with him for a long time, but... He's trying to prove that uh, he's not comfortable in his black skin, it seems to me, because he always takes the the contrarian side of the argument. And it's just amazing, as if LeBron James can't be affected by racism. Any athlete can't be affected by racism. Colin Kaepernick has alternative ulterior motives when it comes to his protest. No, he doesn't. The man has told you what he's protesting, and you still can't see it. It's amazing. Someone of his girth can't doesn't believe that fat makes grease. I mean, it's just asinine to me that he goes out of his way to push back. We had him on the show to talk about what was going on there at Missouri. He was upset with Black Lives Matter and all this other, all their terrorist group, and where were they when folks in Chicago were being killed? Well, hell, the folks in Chicago are wrong. They have not been, uh, have not taken an oath to protect and serve those who are killing folks, innocent folks there. We we understand that, but that shouldn't be your default setting when we're addressing this issue, they're at Missouri. Uh, and, and and so Missouri has paid the price for it. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, unfortunately, is paying the price for shining a light on something that's systemic in our society. And Jason Whitlock doesn't seem to get that. Yeah, it doesn't seem like these are his genuine thoughts. It seems like he has created this persona that has to go against the grain. And anytime an issue comes up, He has decided that, okay, because I need to be consistent with this, now this is the tact I need to take. And and that's the worst type of stuff because it's not genuine. Now, I I would disagree with everything he said if it really came from his heart and he felt that was what it was and it was the truth, but I'd respect it a little more. But with this, especially when you see a skit, I mean, now now we're doing skits about it. We're right, putting, he thinks it's disingenuous, and, and it's, it's amazing to me that he, he thinks that and everything this young man, Colin Kaepernick, has lost. He's put his money where his mouth is. He's given back so much. What the hell is Jason Whitlock doing other yeah. than you know going out and making a fool of himself every time uh, this subject is, is, is brought to the forefront? Yeah. And, and I'm glad Shannon Sharp called him out, and he said he would address it on his show. I hope he does. Yeah, and I, I think he might have yesterday. I, I didn't catch that, but... Um, yeah, just a it's a it's a terrible image when when you look at it. Just it's ridiculous. Whitlock sitting there with this grin on his face with an apron and a football. It's just it's 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 mockery uh, <laughs> at, at its worst.
All right, a couple of big games we've been alluding to, Auburn and Clemson yeah. on uh, Saturday night. Well, two of them, and it's something I'm not going to spend a lot of time complaining about, but the fact that both of these games are on within a half-hour kickoff of one another is just stupid. I hate it. I mean, we're talking about the same network, too, yep. right? One's on ABC, one's on ESPN. Yep. I mean, what kind of sense does that make? Now, you could flip back and forth, and hopefully the commercials don't line up, and that's okay, right. but... I mean, if you want to really delve into one of these games, they shouldn't be on at the same time. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, I like Clemson in this game in a big way. Uh, I know that both of these offenses were so unbelievably impressive in their first games against inferior competition, and you'd expect both of these offenses to be able to do some things. That's where I turn to the defense. And really, I think it's going to come down to Clemson's defensive front, their defensive tackles, the stars that they have there, Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, those two guys winning more battles up front to stymie the Auburn offense. I just think Clemson's a better team overall. Of course, they're ranked third as as Auburn is 13th. It's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be close. I think somewhere around 30-27. Oh, a lot of points. Yeah, but it's going to be that. But still, it's going to be that defensive victory at some point late in the game that I think is more likely to come from Clemson than Auburn. Yeah, that's where I start when I'm discussing this matchup is exactly where you started, in the trenches. You got Braden Smith, three-year starter, offensive guard for Auburn, going up against Lawrence and Wilkins, two of the best in the game uh, right now. Uh, so if Auburn can win up front and run the rock, which they're going to need to do, and, and carry on Johnson, not sure he's going to play. Uh, look like he pulled a hammy in last week's ball game versus Georgia Southern. Uh, they will get Cameron Petway back, who was their lead hog a season ago running the, the Rock. He led the SEC in, in rushing yards per game. And so uh, he's back. He was suspended last week's game along with a couple other guys, a receiver and, and of all things, quarterback Sean White. Uh, go figure there. So uh, they get him back. But Jared Stidham, a guy who hadn't played in almost two years, had to shake the rust off last week, uh, didn't get out of the gates too uh, too good early on, threw a pick, had a fumble. Uh, but he did run for a touchdown, threw another touchdown. But the defenses, you look at that Clemson defense, they're excellent. And Auburn's defense picked up where they left off a season ago because last year I wasn't that high on Kevin Steele coming over as the D.C. And this defense played lights out. Only allowed about 17 points a game. Last week versus Georgia Southern, which runs that option offense, they held them to 78 total yards. 78 total yards. First six drives for Georgia Southern, three and out. I think they had 10 on the night altogether. So they whipped up on that Georgia Southern offense. And now Clemson employs some of those uh, same principles in their little zone read scheme. And, and Kelly Bryant, he, he looked apart last week going up against Kent State. And that defense held Kent State in check, as you might imagine. I think they had barely over 100 yards of total offense. So uh, the defense is going to have to come to play. Carlton Davidson at secondary for Auburn going up against Deion Kane. And, and can the big boys up front, uh, Marlon Davidson, Dontavious um, Russell, I believe is his last name, uh, for, for uh, Auburn, can they get to Kelly Bryant and, and make this guy look like a first-year starter? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the other way, man. Okay. I'm, I'm leaning towards well, Auburn. Well, you have to way. because you've got Auburn being your number one team heading no, into the college football playoff. This is another one of those games like last week with Florida State and Alabama where they could whoever lost that ball game wouldn't be out of the, the playoff picture, and this is one of those games as well. So I don't think Auburn losing this ball game knocks them out of the, the playoff picture at all. Yeah, it'll be that lost to Alabama later in the year. If that'll, that occurs. That, that'll do yes. that. Yes. We, we all know. We're coming right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
NFL season kicked off last night with the New England Patriots getting stunned by the Kansas City Chiefs, 42-27. And it's not like the Chiefs are a bad team, clearly. I mean, they went on a run last year that was very impressive. Andy Reid, of course, has a history of having really good football teams. We know that they're talented on both sides of the ball. But to go into New England last night and to get down early and almost be down 14 nothing very early, to storm back and then shut out the Pats in the fourth quarter of this game and put up 42 points on the road to rain on their parade. I mean, that was as impressive a regular season win as I have seen by this Chiefs team that does pretty damn well in the regular season. I believe the Patriots are going to be okay, but this was a take-notice game. Even though it's week one, doesn't right. matter. This was a take-notice game for the Kansas City Chiefs. By far the most explosive Chiefs team I've seen in a long, long time. Tyreek Hill. Uh, you got now Hunt there at the running back position. Utilize him also in the passing game. Caught over 40 receptions last season at Toledo. Uh, the, now you coupled out DeAnthony Thomas and, and Chris Conley and, and – and, Kelsey, this is an explosive offense, and when you have Alex Smith playing like he played last night, throwing dart after dart after dart, not dinking and dunking, getting the ball down the field, uh, they are going to be a damn good football team if they can keep this up. Defensively came up time and time again really big on fourth down stops. So a very impressive win on the road, going into that environment where a team is celebrating yet another Super Bowl championship, and you're able to come out with a win like that, a convincing win. Uh, they went and took that win. They, they didn't get lucky whatsoever. They took it to the New England Patriots, and, yeah, the Patriots lose Amendola. They lose their one of the quarterbacks on the defensive side of the ball and, and Hightower, but the Chiefs went in, took it, and they left with a great taste in their mouth. Yeah, and I know that he almost had that touchdown with a spectacular catch in the end zone. He's still always going to be a big target. But Gronkowski did not look great to me Mm -mm. last night in in running routes. He looked clunky. He didn't look as crisp as he usually does. Uh, That's going to be a concern. Of course, Edelman not being there. Now, Brady's going to eventually be okay with whomever is there that he's throwing the football to. But... It's going to take a little bit of time because especially if Gronkowski is not going to be the same, Edelman's not going to be there for the rest of the year. Amendola now out with the concussion. Malcolm Mitchell, who he developed a chemistry with last mm-hmm. year late in the season, is on IR. He does say he's not season ending IR. He has the opportunity to come back uh, a little bit later in the season. Uh, Dwayne Allen is new. Brandon Cooks is new. Uh, Hogan is still there, but it's going to it's going to take him a little bit of time. He'll end up doing it, but uh, there, there's no doubt that this this offense was nowhere near where people expected it to be in week one when it was on its way to doing so in that first quarter. Right. And, and that's what uh, really turned the tide for me, even though the fourth quarter was where the game was won, 21 zip by the Chiefs in that fourth quarter. But and the Patriots were jumping out to that lead and were ready to roll if that Rob Gronkowski catch was actually a catch. If that was a catch, and, and that's after the fumble by Hunt, so you could put this game probably out of question at that point, even though it's still early in the first quarter. Uh, but yet, the psyche of Kansas City would have been affected severely uh, having uh, 
giving up the early touchdown. Then you have a subsequent fumble by the Rook Hunt, and, 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 and then they New England scores again. But that didn't occur. You stop them on fourth down. Huge stop by Kansas City's defense. Eric Berry was in on that play along with Derek Johnson, and then they were off to the races. They displayed their firepower. Yeah, and Eric Berry, the worst of the injuries last night, at least right now. We'll see what happens with the high tower knee, but he did get on that bike. And that was a good sign that he wasn't just in the locker room and mm-hmm. done Dante Hightower, the New England Patriots, who is their defensive captain. Uh, he was on that stationary bike. He was on the bench for the uh, the rest of the game. But Eric Berry looks like he tore his Achilles, which just stinks. If you know anything yeah. about his story, it just sucks to see that. Um, and then Amendola with the concussion. We'll see what the timetable is on him. We were just going over our picks that we're going to make in about an hour from now, a little less than an hour from now. Like, I I mean, even though we haven't made picks, football picks, in a long time, it's like I, I still have, like, pick fatigue with it. <laughs> so I was thinking. Which is starting. I know, but I, it's just because it's it's annoying to lose so much. And, and yeah. one of us ends up losing a lot. Now, last year I had a better year than you. The previous year was the worst year I've ever had picking games ever. But you want to try to pick, like, see who does the worst this year? Like, pick games. Like, do the opposite. And and the okay. person the person who has the worst record is the winner. No, why not? No, the person who has the worst. No, I record. think that's I think that's good. So you you no. pick you pick games. So basically, you're still what you're doing is you're confident in your pick. So you're picking a team that you really think is not going to cover. Mm-hmm. Like really think is not going to cover. And then if you lose that, then that's actually a win. So you're just turning it around. It's a little bit of a wrinkle. I was just thinking that now. I was looking at this. Let's do it the opposite way and see how we so do. So you're picking a team that you think is going to cover. No, no, no. That's not going to cover. Oh. That's not. This team is not going to cover. Oh. So you're picking. You're trying to be bad. No, you're confusing me. No. How am I confusing you? Because I got to pick teams to cover. I got to pick teams to win on a weekly basis. Just flip all it over. It's I that easy. It over. Use some critical thinking here for two seconds. I don't seconds. want to. I have too much critical thinking you going go, on. You go the opposite way. I don't think that this team has a shot. That's my pick. And then whoever gets the most wrong ends up being the winner. So the worst record is the best record. Huh? No. You'll end up winning 80% of your games. Well, that's a, another part of this. That's another part of it is is how funny it'll be yeah, exactly. to see us try to lose and then end up winning. What do you think? Hmm. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Let's do something different. Pick a team that you don't think is going to come. Right. Think, what's the, right. This is a terrible pick that All I'm right. making right All here. All right. All right? Okay. I hate Sounds you. Good. All right, so I'll scratch out all these ones that I like. I know, I gotta scratch out. Well, you know, like. well, you know what you do though is you just go the opposite way because those are the ones you like, right? So just now you're picking the other team. Yeah. See, it's as easy as that. Okay. It's as easy as that. And by the way, I love the Browns. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> Plus nine. <laughs> all right. So we're picking a team we don't think will cover. That's right. right. Yeah. What, what, like, you looked at this, like, boy, I'd never pick that team in this game. That's your pick. Okay. Because you're trying to lose. So I'm picking OU. uh, I'm picking Ohio State. (laughs) I'm picking Ohio State to cover. No. (laughs) No. I'm picking Oklahoma not to. You're. (laughs) This isn't that hard to figure out. (laughs) You're saying, what you're basically, you're just doing it up. You're trying, you're trying to lose. It's basically what it is. So if you really didn't like the Browns this week, you're picking the Browns to cover. Because you're trying to lose. You got it? All right. All right. So, 
All right. <laughs> I think. So, all right. For, so, no, OU, Ohio State's up seven and a half. Who do you think is going to win? Oklahoma. You think Oklahoma's going to cover? Yeah. So, you know what you need to do? Pick. Ohio State to cover. Right. Because you're trying to lose. Losing is the key here. I hate losing. And we, but losing's never good. But here, this is why this is going to be good. Because for the first time ever, losing is winning. The worst record is the best record in 2017. Okay. Because I'm so sick at trying to be good at this that I want to see if I can be bad at it. If I You're don't, such a loser. If I try to be bad, can I be bad? Right? Is that possible in picking games? Okay. Sean's in Louisiana on CBS Sports Sean, Radio. What's up, me. Sean? Hey, not much. Uh, I just want to call in and let you know that that's actually a funny idea. See? I'm going to try to do that. All right, there you go. My friends. All right, yeah. good. Let's let's do it. Let's start a trend here. Let's try yeah. to lose for once. Loser. We have yeah. so many expectations <laughs> in winning these picks, Sean. Let's try to lose. Okay. <laughs> I'm with it. All right. Revolution. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Sean. Sean's on Sean, board. Sean, you're not helping. <laughs> Sean's on board. Gosh. But you know what's going to be hilarious about this is Mikey B pointed it out. When we try to lose, we're going to win. Because when we try to win, we lose. Okay, so even though I like TCU to cover, I have to pick them not to cover? Yep. There you go. Loser. That's exactly what you're doing. All right. So TCU is minus three versus Arkansas. But I have to pick them. Not to come. Because, right, because you're trying to lose. All right. That's your goal here. Your goal is to lose. So if we come in here 0-6 with our picks, that's a success. 6-0 <laughs> is not a success. 0-6 is. Well, we lose without trying to lose, so why do we have to change the rules? Because it'll make me feel better. I think that rhymed. <laughs> yeah. We, we lose when we're even trying to lose. <laughs> so why change the rules, <laughs> fool? <laughs> Yeah, we lose when we're not trying to lose. So why would you change the rules? Yeah, yeah. Terrell Maybe Bell, you got nothing on me. Terrell Davis, up twelve million. Joining us next. The only thing I have in common with him is migraines. <laughs> it's Gio and Jones. Come right back. CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.